What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, April 15th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues, a.k.a. the verified one, at Tim Geddes. Happy 415 day to you, Greg Miller, a San Francisco staple where everyone goes out and smokes the ganja. The rest of the world has 420. We have 415. All right, well, first off, San Francisco has 420 as well. You know that. Well, not- it's a, it's more like a weak situation for... Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of a lifestyle, San Francisco. You know what I mean? Don't worry about it. You go to, you go to Golden Gate Park, you go to Dolores Park, you're going to get some weed. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Tim, how you been? I've been fantastic. I'm happy to be here with you. A rare Tim and Greg Games Daily experience. I know. It's my first time being on Games Daily all week. I'll tell you what. I felt I saw the my Friday change. I felt like I had the chance to get in here. I said, blessing, grab some pine. I'm going to go do this. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to host this show over here with Tim. And again. My fourth time this week. Crazy. Your shoulders hurt from carrying the company? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you say 415. Usually, you know, tax day was 415. Remember that? When April 15th was always tax day. No, I was a baby. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Me and me and Kevin knew about it. That was you know like two I mean? years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was before that all hell broke loose with pandemic. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But here we get to dodge it. Four eighteen. I should probably pay the government. Like I've done the taxes are done, and I think mm-hmm. they've been filed. But now I gotta mm. give them the money. That's always uh, every time when they're like, "When do you want to pay?" I'm like, "Can you Never. can you set it up for right now? Can you set it up for today?" And they're always like, "We'll set it up for tomorrow." It's like, all right. I'm trying to get that done. Get that done. I know, Kevin. I wish I was like that. I want to be like that. I know this. I have the bill. I see how much I owe these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? The bill comes due, Greg. It always comes, always due. comes due. Remember when everybody's like, no one's, no, everybody forgot about that guy, not Greg Miller. Greg Miller's been talking about that guy since the end of Doctor Strange. He knew he was going to show mm-hmm. up. Remember, mm-hmm. he shows up Benjamin Bratz there. And he's yeah. like, hey, I can walk. He's like, not no more. Whoop, 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 whoop. And he takes it out. He puts it in his hand. The bill always comes due. <laughs> Doctor Strange, multiverse of madness. Coming up quick, Tim. Coming up quick. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing that's exciting. That's coming up. And you see this whole thing that they're like, there won't be pre- uh, early reviews of it or whatever. It's fantastic stuff. Shouts of variety for fucking it up for everybody. But it's a good thing. I would rather this. Yeah, 100%. What, do they do? Yeah, what did variety do? Variety straight up spoiled the post credits of Eternals before it even came out. Mm. Fucking idiots. Mm. Luckily, there wasn't much to spoil because that movie was terrible and that post credits was terrible. But kind of fucked. It's like, what a God. Did you love Eternals? Or you want, I don't even know why people really come down on it. You know what I mean? Because I, I missed the actual interview. I just came in and there was a bunch of there was a bunch of comic sans writing on the interview trying to tell where people was. Like, I don't know. Here's why I was jump in there. Yeah. You go check it out, everybody. YouTube.com slash kind of funny interview, baby. But we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about an interview. Well, actually, in a second, we will when I talk about housekeeping. We're not going <laughs> to talk about it kind of funny. We're talking about games. We're going to talk about PlayStation not buying Kojima Productions. We're going to talk about two pieces of cyberpunk news and the fact that there's going to be an indie showcase next week. We'll cover all of this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in with your questions, comments, concerns. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday, and you can support Kind of Funny to keep the mics and lights on. Of course, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. There are a plethora of free ways to support us. Number one, 
Hey, you like buying games, right? If you're buying games on the Epic Game Store, you can use the creator code kind of funny. If you're not playing on the PC like a huge dork and maybe you're playing on your cool PlayStation, you can play on games like Fortnite, Rocket League, and Fall Guys and use the creator code kind of funny and help us out. Give us a few bucks while getting whatever it is you want. Of course, you can get this show for free. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Of course, you get the ads. Of course, you don't get the post show. Of course, you can't write it. Of course. You're not one of the Patreon producers, but you have a good time. If you love having a good time with other fellow Kind of Funny best friends live, you could watch us record the show live for free. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Just like Manny Ferrari is, uh, Bird Cultured is, and PJ Julian are. Of course, if you're watching live, use that Amazon Prime free subscription to give it to us. Give it, we give it, yeah, they don't remind you. You got to give it away every month. Give it to us. If you're not, maybe you're right. You're one of the, you're one of these FedEx or UPS drivers that tweet me all the time. All right, pull over to the side, take the fragile package you were going to spike on the ground anyway, spike it outside the window, and then use it right there. Log with your Amazon, go to the Twitch, do the don't thing. Do kind that. of funny games. It's super easy. Don't Give it to that. us right there. What was that, Kevin? I was saying, don't do that to the. Uh, They're right. already going to do it. I saw a TikTok the other night. It was this Amazon driver came up, dropped a bunch of packages on a dog. It sounds, and that's what the caption made it sound bad. This dog, Kevin. 100 150 pounds the packages maybe had some skin cream in them and they were in the little amazon bags this dog had a great time i don't know everybody's so worried everybody on tiktok everybody with a ring camera terrified of their dog getting a package dropped out of this dog loved ring it. camera you know what i mean huh nothing i i see what you're saying the doorbell cam yeah what did you think i was saying what did you think i was saying kevin He's gone. He's backing out of this one. Kevin, what did you think I was saying? <laughs> move, move on. Move on. Kevin. Housekeeping for you, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, there is an in-review up right now. It is the Lost World Jurassic Park. It is up on mm-hmm. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games podcast services around the globe. Of course, on the in-review podcast playlist. And let me tell you, what a fucking stinker of a movie, but a fun in-review. Fantastic in-review. A fantastic in-review. Stinker of a movie, but we had a good time making fun of how dumb that movie is. Three double cheeseburgers. <laughs> uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo, Brady, Pranksy, and Anonymous. Today we're brought to you by Me Undies and Maple Story, but Tim will tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Kevin, you were so high, it didn't pick you up at first. Like, it oh, was yeah? like, you know, yeah, yes, you were in, right? freezing in and out of like consciousness. And then did Cecil uh, howl at the end there, or was there a song? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was the dog howling in the end. That's true. Backup, backup singer. Yeah, like backup that. singer. Somebody drops a fun little package on Cecil. He gonna have fun? Oh, great time. That's that's like that's how we have fun, actually. It's one of the ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, number one on the Roper Report, the and there is a link here for you to click, Kevin. Number one on the Roper Report, PlayStation isn't buying Kojima Productions. Uh, we will start. Kevin can throw up the tweet in the image here. Uh, this is uh, an image tweet about Hideo Kojima, and obviously there's also the thing. Click on the image, Kevin, because that's really where the visual aid comes in. Thank you. Kojima tweeted uh, last night, I'm sorry for the misunderstanding, but Kojima Productions has been and will continue to be an independent studio. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you are like, why is what? What? Why is this a thing? Yesterday slash the night before, PlayStation Studios had posted this image, which is, of course, all the PlayStation Studio games that you'd expect. Returnal, Last of Us, God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, the list goes on. Uh, For the most part, 
owned and operated PlayStation Studios. However, all the way to the left, they do in fact have the one and only Norman Reedus carrying the fetus uh, from Death Stranding. This sparked a number of articles of people flipping out thinking that this meant Kojima Productions was about to get bought by PlayStation Studios or the you know acquisition was about to be announced. It was one of those that I saw on my phone, Tim, Thursday mm-hmm. night, maybe – no, hold on. That doesn't make sense. Wednesday night, maybe Thursday morning, and I was like, oh, no, that's not what this is at all. I clicked it off and went away, and then it gained steam and got more and more headlines, it seemed, throughout the days. The rub here, of course, comes down to how PlayStation Studios defines PlayStation Studios. PlayStation Studios, uh, with the image you're looking at right now, ladies and gentlemen, the PS logo with Studios underneath, to PlayStation – to PlayStation operates in like basically two ways, but the way they're using it here is their publishing label, PlayStation Studios. This is what they use to publish their exclusives. To them, Death Stranding, a game they published on the PlayStation uh, exclusively, not counting PC, which was of course published by 505 Games way later, is an exclusive. To them, Death Stranding is a PlayStation Studios game. This gets into a whole bunch of different conversations you've heard me have and go back and forth on throughout the years, but most importantly with Insomniac, about what a second-party studio used to be. A second-party studio to PlayStation used to be that, hey – Heavy Rain, Quantic Dream, you're going to be a second-party studio to us, meaning that we don't own you, but you're working on something exclusive for us, so you're not actually a third-party studio in the way we talk about it. I used this nomenclature for a long, long time until the one and only Insomniac Games listened to our podcast and then tweeted me about it. It was like, that's really something they don't do anymore. It's fallen away. If you work on a PlayStation-exclusive IP, they're counting you as a first-party in that time in that series, in that time, what you're working with, and the way they work with you. Versus, and that would be then the nomenclature of PlayStation Studios. So basically what you're looking at is an image got put out. It got enough juice that the one and only Hideo Kojima had to come down from the mountain and say, I'm sorry for the misunderstanding, but Kojima Productions has been and will continue to be an independent studio. See, though, Greg, this is classic Kojima. You always have to go deeper. If you highlight all of the text... It says abandoned is real. No, and I am working on it. No, it doesn't. It fucking doesn't. I've seen people today trying to come up with conspiracy theories. It's like, y'all, he's literally putting, nipping it in the bud. This is it. This is done. This is like over. They're not being acquired by PlayStation Studios at this time. And I do think that's where the conversation comes in because I don't fucking believe for a second, Greg Miller, that this does not end with Kojima Productions being acquired by PlayStation at some point in the future. Well, I, you know, so you say them, but I mean, obviously, Xbox is definitely You're right there. You're right. Jeffy right. Grub Grub, of course, the one and only Grub Snacks from Giant Bomb, and of course, GameSpeed has talked uh, for months now. I was almost to say years, but maybe a year at least about Kojima's next game being an Xbox exclusive and how that is something that's being worked on right now. Not that Xbox is purchasing Kojima Productions, but that in the same way Death Stranding was exclusive to PlayStation, whatever Kojima Productions is working on will be exclusive to Xbox. So it's interesting to have that in. Uh, the back of your mind as you read this, you know, has been and will continue to be an independent studio. Like uh, he's doing what he can to, of course, squash this and say, this is what the vision is. I would Im- imagine that, yeah, this d- also means that currently no one is talking, they're not working on ac- accusi- acquisitions. Anybody right mm-hmm. there? Yeah. But yeah. And then, of course, in the, ch- in, in the chat, I think there's a real truth to this too. Big Boss Terra says Kojima does not want to be owned ever again. What happened, Absolutely. What, what happened with Konami cut deep? 100%, right? Like, you know, Kojima made metal gear made metal gear made this amazing franchise and he doesn't own it and so like now it's a 
a heartbreaking thing to see it over there languishing with Konami when it could be doing something cool somewhere else and the bad blood between them and him off on his own. He's like, well, I'm going to do his own thing, right? To some yeah. regard, it's similar to like how we started kind of funny, not nearly as impressive or successful, but or important. But it is the fact of like, you know, I wanted to do something on my own. So I started a YouTube channel. I, I loved IGN and I had a great time there, but I wanted to create stuff that I owned and that I got to be the final say on what the thumbnail looked like or something of that regard. And so that spun off and we went independent and I, I, you know, we would never look back. I shouldn't say never. We wouldn't look back anytime soon, you know, or haven't looked back. We haven't looked back. You know, I'm sorry. Let me do this again. I'm sorry for the misunderstanding. I'm sorry for the misunderstanding, but kind of funny has been, and will continue to be an independent studio. Now, does that mean later on? You know what I mean? We don't have to, you know what I mean? Like you could buy Donald Muster shows up and does what I was talking about on PS. I love you. XOXO. And he's like, this is what Epic is doing. We're starting the Avengers initiative of podcasts and creators come be a part of it. Do I, do I not say let's fucking go? I don't know. You know what I mean? Donald, ring, 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 ring. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're you're absolutely right about this. Like looking at the, the list here, it is clear that it's things the PlayStation Studios had any involvement in and marketing, promotion, all of that stuff. It is a little bit weird and misleading, but it's also weird that London guy's there. So I don't know. You know what I mean? When you look at this like all-star cast, Kevin, can you bring up the picture again? Like, I don't know if yeah, I would necessarily I lead with 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 that, but that's their choice, and I I, I understand it. I guess. again, like this is it's just such a the way they define it thing, right? Where it's like such it's I it's so weird. Yes, of like, well, you don't own it, but we own the IP, but it was our exclusive, so it's a PlayStation Studios thing. What would have been helpful is if they had had the cool PlayStation Studios intro when they launched Death Stranding, because mm-hmm. then it would have been in the front of it, and you would have understood. Oh, this is how they defined it, or whatever. But they, had, they made that so much later that they didn't come along to have on on there. Yeah, but like didn't Team Asobi have it before they were acquired as well? No, Team Asobi has been internal. Yeah, they've been internal the whole, forever. The entire time? Yeah. What yeah. was the, the other one though? There was one one of those companies that wasn't Insom. that had it. It was Insom? Hmm. It, oh, and then Returnal too. Yeah, yeah I guess sorry. they were. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about Housemark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, there's precedent there and I imagine that I know that if Death Stranding came out when this thing existed, it would have been there, right? Yeah. So it's like, all right, cool. That makes sense for for all these being here together. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, that's how it makes sense for this or whatever's going on. I'm looking at the chat here, I'm, and I haven't gotten your wrong on it, but oh, here, okay, hold on, here we go. Oh, no, this is different. Bander SN says, this is uh, the, not that you're wrong I was looking for, but I'm going to toss it in here while I'm thinking of it. Just for clarification, the Kojima Xbox deal is about using Xbox cloud technology to make a new game, not necessarily an exclusive deal, but probably would end up exclusive. Well, we'll see what happens. It's just rumors right now of them working together, but good stuff there. What I was going to is, Low Skill Plays said, I do think this image indicates Death Strand is probably Sony-owned IP and that they're not done with it. And then Charles Jacobs said it isn't. Sony, Kojima owns it, which again would make sense why Kojima Productions was using 505 games to publish it on PC, not PlayStation, which just publishes their games. But again, I think the deal they must have struck PlayStation with Death Stranding would be that this is a console exclusive forever. It's a PlayStation exclusive forever that was published with the help of PlayStation Studios even before. I don't think it was called that at the time. Uh, you know, with the Gorilla Decima engine and all that jazz in that way. Mm-hmm. Just make sure we're touching all the things and we're doing all the things here. Yeah. How do you think this ends, though, Greg? Like, just your gut. Kojima? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could I can see a case either way where he never sells the company and does it independently forever. Because, again, he's Hideo Kojima. You know what I mean? Like there are a few developers that are that, that are the name, that are an auteur. You know what I mean? That's what he wants to be too, obviously. And so I don't 
think anytime soon he's going to struggle to get his games funded. And so if that's the case, why would you ever worry about selling, right? Like if I, I would assume that even if uh, we're talking about the Xbox cloud technology and that's the rumor, we don't know what that means for like exclusivity of the game. You imagine Phil Spencer, you imagine PlayStation would fall all over themselves again to get an exclusive Kojima game on their platform. Because again, like Death Stranding, you know what I mean? It's funny, I was watching uh, people talk about this and go all the way through it and all these different things. Uh, of Like, did they like it? Did they not like it as a good game as a bad game? Yeah, yeah. Death Stranding still made waves. Death Stranding was still talked about. Death Stranding was still uh, debated and had the director's cut and it had all these different reasons. And it has juice to it. People care about Death Stranding. People care about Hideo Kojima. And they care about him making weird, wild stuff. So I think, like, as long as he can still go to a PlayStation and Xbox, and again, I'm going there. Don't for a second think if he went to, he didn't go to Epic Games, he didn't go to 505 Games, he didn't go to uh, Bandai Namco. Any of these people would love to have a pitch from Hideo, and I don't mm-hmm. think he would struggle to get it done. And I don't think Kojima Productions is so big that he needs to worry about it. Of course, they are moving into a new space, if you follow uh, Hideo on any of the socials. You saw him winding down and get, and then moving out of their old space that had that really cool hallway with the Lumen statue in it and stuff. Like They are moving to a bigger, I, I would assume, bigger space. I forget if that's I've read anything about that. I don't I anything can happen. All this stuff can go. Kojima's clearly doing all right. And I think he's really happy with what his place in the industry is. So I would say I don't see him getting bought soon, but never say never, right? What about yeah. you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, five million copies sold as of July 2021 of Death Stranding. Obviously, there's been almost a year since then. So you can add some to that, especially with the director's cut. Uh, probably boosted that a fair amount at, at the very least. But I don't, my gut tells me that he's going to end up with PlayStation. I do think that there's probably going to be deals with Microsoft along the way. But I think if I had to predict, I think we're going to in the next couple of years get into one of those awkward Bethesda situations where Deathloop and Ghostwire come out on PlayStation, but they're owned by Microsoft. And it's like, well, this is kind of weird, but it is what it is because that's just how it happened. Yeah. I see that happening. I do think Kojima is doing something at Microsoft. And I do think that Sony is actively trying to acquire them. And I, I think that that at some point is going to happen. I just don't know what results in that happening. What does it result from a flop? A Kojima Productions game that doesn't sell 5 million units? I don't know. Is that possible? I think so. Very much so. So... We'll have to see. Do you think it's possible that he could flop and not sell five million? I mean, flop for Kojima standards. Yes, I do. Like I, I feel like the the Kojima name means so much, but I think that especially in the world we're in now, where there are so many super high quality video games out there, that if he puts out a game, if they put out a game that's not a Kojima standard game, uh, for whatever that means to a very large group of people, then I can see them kind of having to reevaluate where they're at. And then I think it's more like, all right, cool. We need to be reined in a little bit more from this, this vision. We need somebody kind of on top of it. How involved is Kojima at that point? I don't know, but I do think Kojima productions uh, at some point is going to be with PlayStation. I think, you know, I think I would see it be that PlayStation continues to, and again, who knows how long it goes and all that jazz, but like, I would see them still funding his games. and But then you get into the thing of like, you know, I still go through here. Uh, let me try to find it in the chat. Yeah. Uh, Coop Dog one says, I remember reading rumors that Sony wasn't particularly impressed with Death Stranding sales versus the big budget it had. I don't know anything about that and I don't remember those reports. Please feel free. Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong to send them in and let me know what's going on. Right. But 
even if that was the case, there'd be the argument of like, well, it's a new IP. It's a weird IP. It's, you know, this going across America. Not to say that like Death Strand, or I'm sorry, Kojima's next game will not be super weird. I expect it to be super weird. But I think there's still a, there's still a, what am I looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Here? Value. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, value. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 there's a premium. There's a premium yeah. value to the name Kojima and bringing in Norman Reedus and bringing in Mads Mikkelsen and bringing in that woman people like that. I don't remember the name of her. I'm blanking on, but she's an actress too. Like bringing in big name people from Hollywood and people who want to work with him and stuff. Totally. But there's a budget associated with that. And that's sure. the problem is at some point you're kind of like, what, what is that balance of getting that prestige that you can't really get otherwise because of the connections, because of the interest, the inherent interest that Kojima has, the obsession even with yeah. Hollywood and with those aspects that um, we don't see too often unless you're going to something like a Call of Duty or whatever. And that's a very, very, very different type of product. Prestige in its own ways, right? Yeah. But they get Jon Snow or Kevin Spacey, whatever the hell, right? That's so different than how Kojima does it, which is a lot more like, I want this person, this very specific person for a very specific reason. And if I don't have a reason, I'm going to make up a weird ass specific reason for them to be in this Guillermo del Toro. So it's like, I, I feel like you're right. There is such value there. But at some point, like the budget of it all needs to match up to the sales numbers. And I, I think that I wouldn't be surprised if we see a downward trend of, his game sales that aren't Metal Gear. I could see that too, especially if they're all going to be new and they're all going to be weird. But I think the one thing that would happen is that the market and him would self-correct where I think it would become, okay, you go to PlayStation with this next game. They're like, we won't give you that much money. You're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You get it funded by somebody else, Xbox. You know, again, they'd love to have that feather in their cap that they got one over on PlayStation. But then the next game, right? Maybe that's where you're like, all right, let's scale the scope back. Let's make a smaller game, still have the people in it, the prestige, the you know, uh, big names or whatever, but shrink the budget that way to make it try to make sense for other people and then start setting what the budget to what the success of multiple Kojima production games are. But then to the point, maybe you know, it is that eventually they get bought by PlayStation, who then doesn't m- need to worry as much about that, right? We had a whole conversation on PSI Love You XOXO uh, available right now, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames uh, and podcast services with Harry Kruger from Housemark, right? Talking about Returnal and talking about uh, Housemark saying arcade is dead, turning their back on the kind of games they did before, but then how that actually came through with Returnal and what that was like making that with PlayStation, what I mean, how it's the most important game of their uh, legacy for Housemark and what that did to it. Sorry, Tim, I know, I know as I went into that, you got something up. You were like, wait a second. No, no, no. I just I just have one, one final question for you, Greg, as we're having this whole Kojima hypothetical sure. expression that we're, we're going through at this moment. Tobey Maguire was in a Spider-Man movie in 2022. All right. Anything is possible. Snyder Cut was released. Sure. Do we see Kojima work on a Metal Gear Solid game ever again? Because I think now, So here's, God damn it, Tim. So here's where, yeah, you get into wild speculation, everything else. Mm -hmm. I still, you keep saying like, oh, maybe they'll buy Kojima. Maybe they'll buy Kojima. Mm -hmm. I still want Mm -hmm. PlayStation Mm -hmm. to buy Konami. And I know how hard it is to buy a Japanese company. But PlayStation is also kind of a Japanese company, even though they have the American thing. But you know that they're they're still Japanese. Like, I want to see PlayStation figure that out. And again, I think PlayStation internally must have someone over there trying to figure that out. There has to have been a conversation with Konami. Maybe not to buy Konami, but to license the IP, let us make a Metal Gear game and let us bring in Kojima Productions that way. Because, yeah, I would expect, again, 
Japanese game development and Japanese game development business. Not as we don't have as optics on it the way we do in America, right? But yes, we. I know from conversations, uh, uh, RTX Australia, where I talked to Kojima for two hours on stage about his career and his life and Konami and Metal Gear and everything else. I know how hurt he is by everything that happened with Konami. So you imagine that, yes, even if Konami did a whole turnover, m- most of the people are gone, blah, 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 and they came to him, he'd be like, fuck off. But I do feel like PlayStation could be that bridge where they're like, listen, we have the IP, we've licensed it for a game or a trilogy or whatever. We want you to be, a, we want Kojima Productions to do it. You will never interface with them. You never have to do it. It's just dealing with us. We're going to give you all the runway in the world to do whatever you want to do. Like, that sounds so fucking good. And, and granted, it's a dream. It's a pipe dream. I know. But think about Think of the year of dreams we've had at PlayStation. Dude, it's happening. I truly believe where, it's going to happen. It's that thing where that smacks so much of the what PlayStation thinks PlayStation is. Yes. Of, of us exactly. being. We are single player games. We are these movie like experiences. We are the blah, 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 blah. We are. I mean, Kevin, if you click and throw the link back up, right? This is what PlayStation is. And you can't look at uh, Norman Reedus, Ratchet, uh, Jin, uh, Kratos. Uh, Ellie, London guy, Selena. <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, first off, stop talking shit about London guy. All right, that was a fun game. What's uh, his name? Can't... What's his name, Greg? Oh, I forget his fucking name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry. All right, I'm sorry. It was a fun game. Uh, <coughs> Blood and Truth, everybody, play it. Um, anyways, you show that, and like you toss in a solid snake, big boss, whatever it's going to be, right? And like that fucking fits for what this is. And I know that someone at PlayStation gets that. They fucking get that. And they're sitting there going like, God, we have to make this work. And we could be the ones to make it work. And I don't know, where's the stumbling block in there? You imagine Konami who doesn't want to help out and do anything like this. But hopefully we get there and you do it. But shit, dude, that'd be fucking amazing. And that's what you got to imagine. Will, so, I mean, to answer your question, will Hideo Kojima work on another Metal Gear game? Fuck yes, he will. And, I, and will that be he's the consultant to Blue Point doing you know, that kind of shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably, maybe. I don't know. But I hope somebody figures out how to get this fucking license away from Konami, and that way they can go over there and do it. But who knows? Right there with you. Let's move on to number two on the Roper Report, what I'm calling cyberpunk postulating. We have two different cyberpunk little things to talk about here. Uh, Number one, it sold 18 plus million, which is bad. We're going to go to Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg who writes, this is a fascinating number. So what happened is CD Projekt Red had their little conference call, not little, you know, their conference call about financials and this, that, and the other. It's where they delayed uh, the Wisher 3 next-gen stuff that we've already talked about this week on Games Daily, right? However, they also announced there, of course, Cyberpunk sold more than 18 million. Jason at Bloomberg says, this is a fascinating number because it seems at first glance to be pretty huge. But then you go back and see that Cyberpunk 2077 sold about 14 million copies at launch, and you realize it's actually a big disappointment, a game whose tail was crushed by poor word of mouth. Jason, of course, puts this up with brings a whole bunch of people to go comment to him. And I like this one. A, a, a fan, a, a Twitter user named Juan writes in, Tail crushed, sure, but 18 million still seems worthy of celebration. Jason responds, not when you were projecting 30 million. I take you then back to a site called gamesindustry.biz where in December 2020, a young woman, named Rebecca Valentine, long before she worked at IGN, writes, Cyberpunk 2077 has sold approximately 13 million copies, including both physical and digital sales, according to CD Projekt. In a regulatory announcement today, the publisher said that this number is accurate as of December 2020. Oof, that's a lot of 20s in there, but you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> and, factors, uh, and factors in submitted returns from both brick and mortar as well as digital storefronts. Tim, 
this is postulating, and that's part one. I think part yeah. two is interested to be included in here, so I'm going to go to that. Okay, I have something I want to say here, though, real quick. Okay, fine. Is that okay? Can I can I postulate into your postulation? I want you to know you can do whatever you want on this show. All right. Thank you. Go I appreciate it. that. So. I, I think these numbers are so interesting for a, a lot of reasons, but the idea that they were projecting 30 million is I, I want to know the context of that because what projecting that for how long, like by now, because that is an insane projection that maybe they were just that confident and that insane with the product that they had because Witcher, they also announced yesterday, just Witcher three topped 40 million. So they expected cyberpunk to get to 30 million in this short a time when it took Witcher 3, one of the greatest games of all time, with so many different sales spikes moments with the show, with season one of the show, season two of the show, all those news stories we had, that just hit 40 million, just hit. 40 million is an insane amount of video game sales, especially at the the, the price of uh, the, those consoles, right? Like we're not talking about $15 games. We're talking about full price video games oh, yeah. uh, for at least the bulk of the these sales, or I'd imagine the bulk of these sales. Um, that projection sounds ridiculous to me. Like, I feel like that adds a context to this. You're 100% is. right. Jason, of course, I'm, you know, Jason Trier over at Bloomberg, a very, very, very good reporter. I am taking tweets out here, right? In, in which, yeah, he's not showing his work on where they were projecting 30 million. And I'm not sure if uh, you would assume, yes, that would have been a projection they were doing for how uh, much for project 30 million. I'm not, you know, I don't know when. Mm, hold on here we go well this is march 24th 2021 ign.com uh rishi alawani uh says cyberpunk 2070 sales to hit 20 million a cd project labeled as uh, that doesn't help me at all actually sorry like 20 million i know 20 doesn't sound much less than 30 but when we're talking millions it, it is a lot it's a, a very 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 large amount here we go 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 okay I'm, i said here i'm sorry let me um yeah okay okay so hold on let's let me dial this back because i'm just gonna read this article i'm jumping in blind the third paragraph has information uh, to our story right cyberpunk 2077 keeps getting into the news for all the wrong reasons uh the these people released a new report regarding cd project stock va- value uh, going as far as label it the most hated uh, studio in the world uh, I don't need this quote. In addition to this, DM Boss, uh, who is the people projecting this, lowered its projections of Cyberpunk 2070 sales, expecting a decline of 43% in the first 12 months, from 35 million to 20 million, in a four-year projection that at 49 million from the earliest 70 million forecast, down 30%. 70. Million. So that's where we're at. All right. So they're talking about sales expecting a decline of 43% in the first 12 months. So in the first year, this group. Which is, uh, yeah, it's not really explained. D and Boss uh, lowered its projection of Cyberpunk from 35 million to 20 million. And now we're not even at 20 million, we're 18 plus. Who's yeah, who is this D and Boss person? I mean, regardless of, of any of these numbers we're throwing out there, like that is nuts of CD Project Red to be projecting that. Like, because projections are based on expectations and the plan right like you don't just throw a projection out there and if you don't hit it you're like ah damn like that's what defines a success or a failure for these projects so like that is a massive massive failure and for them to have the product that we all ended up knowing that they had to launch and if they were project 30 million three-fourths of the witcher 3's total sales so far by now i am that that to me is even more crazy than 
the state of the game. Real quick to toss in, uh, this DM Was thing is a Polish brokerage house established in 1995. So it's I think it's, you know, paying attention to what's happened with Polish businesses. So that's where this is coming from. Just a heads up. Not that that matters or anything, but I'm just tossing it out there of like, what's going on here? But yeah, like, well, here we go. This What's this one here? Or is this now? Now the problem is all these the links I'm getting back are all tied to like the the news from yesterday or whatever you know, which is a pain mm-hmm. in the butt. Yeah. This is a bunch of weird sites too. I don't know how these people are. But anyways, back to the point here. Eighteen million. Even if we wanted to remove eighteen million, you want to remove thirty million as a production or projection. You want to remove all of that from the conversation. What we're talking about is in. December 2020, the thing had sold 13 million. And now we're talking about only 5 million added to that since then, which yeah. is bad for a game this that big and for as absolutely. much hype there was and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I wonder how that number includes the refunds and stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, I assume it does, right? Because if Rebecca's saying the 13 included that from brick and mortar and digital, then you figure that this 18 million plus has to as well, which again is but, also eating at it. But then do you, does it? account for negatives mm-hmm. do you you lose the sales yeah for sure i mean you have to because you have to i mean this is all coming from financial disclosures for the company right so they have to tell you that yeah so i mean like that's interesting then because that means that it would have crossed 20 million if they didn't fuck up well for sure yeah right oh so yeah if like game that. had been totally garbage it would have been fucking real good yeah real quick i like this Pandora and has a you're wrong the blood and truth guy is ryan dot 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 <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you this other piece of CD project, right? Okay. Or uh, Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Please do. We go over to Forbes where Paul Tassie, of course, writes uh, Cyberpunk 2077's 2023 expansion is likely its first and last. This week, CD PR gave a few updates about Cyberpunk 2077, namely that it had sold 18 million copies and that its long gestating first major expansion would be. Just stating a little longer. It would not be released until 2023. By the way, I'll, I want you to, I'm reading all of Paul's article, which you guys know I don't normally like to do. I like you to go do something. Paul, a great reporter. Uh, I like talking to him about Avengers. You should follow him. And remember, uh, Paul's articles on Forbes are no longer behind the paywall. I mean, he does a lot of good reporting over there. So I, I back to it. Follow him on Twitter and congratulate him on being a dad again. Uh, that's quite the gap given that Cyberpunk 2077 was released in December 2020. And we'll have to assume that they'd, the earliest we'd see the expansion is 2023 and sometime in the spring. Well, I screwed that up, but you got it. In contrast, The Witcher 3 had both major expan- both massive expansions, Heart of Stone and Blood and Wine, out within its first year. Obviously, Cyberpunk had a lot of problems that needed fixing, but yeah, it's a long wait. And I believe this expansion uh, may be the first and last the game gets. Yes, I know there have been rumblings about at least two expansions for Cyberpunk in the past, including data buried in the game's code that indicate as much. But plans change, and I do believe plans have changed here. Why? A few reasons. First, the new timeline doesn't make a ton of sense for two expansions. If it's going to take until 2023 to build the first big Cyberpunk expansion, it wouldn't be until, what, 2024 for a second one? And by that point, CDPR will be deep into development on the next Witcher game and other projects. And what about those other projects? That's another factor here. CDPR shared another development team update that showed what percentage of the company is working on what currently. Support for Cyberpunk 2077 fixes is dropping. The amount of people working on Cyberpunk expansion has shrunk from last year. And now the bulk of the company is working on the next Witcher game and quote unquote other projects. My guess is that a second Cyberpunk expansion is not included in that, even if a long time ago, maybe that was the original plan if Cyberpunk did not have such a disastrous launch that needed over a year to fix. His third bullet point. 
CDPR reiterated that they are still committed to Cyberpunk as a series. As a series. To me, that indicates that if there is work being done on Cyberpunk in a large part of the other project's bar graph, that CDPR may be looking ahead to the next game in the Cyberpunk series. More, not more expansions. While nothing like that has been officially announced in the past, CDPR has said they would be working on the Witcher and Cyberpunk games simultaneously going forward. And I would also assume, given the recent news, uh, the next Cyberpunk game would be built in Unreal Engine 5, like the next Witcher game. CDPR, CDPR has already done some great world building and character work in Cyberpunk 2077, but you have to ask, what's the better use of time and resources? Aiming for a, sec- a second expansion in 2024 for a game that came out in 2020, that has seen sales slow dramatically since launch, or making a brand new game in a new engine that learns from the mistakes of the original. I feel like we all know the answer there. And so that's another one I just to toss in, and I think goes off of the 18 million. I think with that stunted sales growth, yeah, why would you commit and do two more? Or two, period. Well thought out backing there for for his thoughts on why there'd only be one. I still don't buy it, though. I think that they've invested too much in Cyberpunk, and I think that maybe some things change, like he was saying, plans change, and I can imagine that maybe they're combining it into the one thing, and they're really swinging for the fences of, like, this is kind of our last-ditch effort to get to fix this and make this as good as possible, because I still think that it is possible for this game to turn it around enough to get those sales numbers to get on a sharp enough incline to get them closer to where they want to be that aren't that isn't an astronomical failure if they don't hit it witcher 3 wasn't a off the back like for sure 40 million seller right it took seven years to get there so i don't think we're getting witcher 4 anytime soon so i think that because of that they kind of have to do more cyberpunk stuff for this generation of cd project red gaming right we know what? that i mean janet and i were talking yesterday they're going to put out the witcher 3 update the next gen update as well so that's going to even more inflate the witcher 3 sales numbers which is um great for them but when you look at it it's like there's just too much going into cyberpunk like i imagine that they they're going to have to turn the tides as much as possible and i don't know that the right answer is just here's one drop i think it needs to kind of be a little bit more a little bit more over time yeah i could see that it's i i i understand your argument and i also understand that cd project rad wants to fix their image and make good i do believe they want to make good on their promise here of what cyberpunk was going to be and do that but i do think at some point yeah you have to be like is it a lost cause? Like, you know, I mean, you're talking about since 2020 selling only what five million more copies. Like, yeah, that, yeah. There's 18 million copies out there, though. Like, that's the thing is, that it's it's not like we're talking about a game that's like sold three million, right? And mm. even then, it's like like millions are millions of copies of a game sold is a success. 18 million. That means there's a lot of people out there. And sure, it's a failure compared to what Cyberpunk wanted to be. But there is that insult base. We always talk about it about have if you have a PlayStation that. Every time that there's more PS5s out there, that sure. means more PS5 exclusives are going to sell that much more, right? Percentage-wise. Sure. not It's not one for one, but it's just like we've seen that. We've seen the success of the Switch with how many uh, Switches are out in the wild that Nintendo games are selling so much better than they ever have before. So with this, it's like, cool. If they make the fixes and 
please more and more owners that already have cyberpunk and entice them back and have them be the word of mouth of like, yo, they fixed it. Like we've seen it happen before with so many different examples. Right. And I know <laughs> that all of us, all the games media are mad at cyberpunk. I don't know. That's no, no, no. But I mean, you get what I'm saying where it's like, we're very like doubtful of it. We were like, Oh, that's totally fucked CD project red. And in so many ways it has, but there are 18 million people out there that have this game and that's accounting for the people that already returned it. So here's my thing about it though, Tim, is that 18 million people have it and have played it. How many of them would turn it back on for DLC? Like I, I platinum cyberpunk, right? I enjoyed cyberpunk cyberpunk. My problems weren't the bugs. And you know, I guess I did have a lot of bugs, but like I couldn't platinum it for I fix the bug, but like it wasn't the, it not running thing. It was just that it wasn't an outstanding RPG. Like I, when they announced the DLC and put the DLC out, I'm not reinstalling Cyberpunk. My Cyberpunk yeah. story has ended, and I'm fine with that. I would venture to guess that a lot of people are like me. And I know, I see it already, Lanky Dragoon says, I would. We've done this before. I know that there's a lot of Cyberpunk defenders in our chat, and I, or not even defenders, enjoyers, people who really like it and want it. You are out there. I agree with you, and I know that there is a Cyberpunk audience that will play it, and I'm not trying to talk shit about that at all. I'm just saying that, like, is that the payoff? Is that where you want to put your team into something that like, how many can you win back? And you say, oh, well, you know, we want to, and this is them. They want to win back the goodwill. They don't want to be hated. They want to do all these things. I think their commitment and work to it already is trying to turn that narrative around and do it. And to some regard, they have the next gen updates out there. It seems like it runs well, blah, 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 blah. They did, you know, this, the Pan Am sexts you can get. Like, yeah, hell yeah. Send some lewd texts. Yeah, that's great. Um, there's stuff like that in there that, if you put out if they even if they messaged it that way, right? Of like, listen, this is the one big thing. We were originally gonna do two different things. Now we're doing the one thing. We never knew what the scope of these were gonna be. We're just putting out one big to end them all. This is the DLC for it. I think you can get around the messaging of it of like, hey, we 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 fix cyberpunk the way we could fix cyberpunk. Yeah, and I I I think that that definitely is one of the paths they could go down. I think the the one thing that is a fact is that they want to fix their image problem right now and they are actively going to do anything that they can to do that with cyber trunk cyber <laughs> cyber trunk yeah you know what i'm talking about uh but the the thing for me is 18 million is just such a large number and so even if you're not going to get back into it like yep. death stranding we just talked about as being like a success and that was five million copies sold right and i'm sure we can there's missing millions there but um we're just talking about a, a level of sales that is so astronomically high compared to most games that I feel like you don't need all of them. You And when it comes to DLC and all that stuff anyways, like we always see a sharp drop off, right? But I think this is different because it needs to turn the tide. And that's exactly what No Man's Sky did over the last seven years, right? Of it coming out now. Now, anytime we talk about No Man's Sky, if we say anything negative about it, it's just like, oh, wow. Remember when? You know, but otherwise, it's all like good for them. They totally fix it. They're dropping big expansions constantly. And that's the thing about it where, like, No Man's Sky does feel like a different game than what launched. Whereas I don't think Cyberpunk being a little prettier or having a better uh, driving mechanics is going to change what Cyberpunk feels like. Last night, yesterday on PS I Love You, I brought up the Outlaws uh, DLC for No Man's Sky. During the show, I installed it. And then afterwards, before Jurassic Park, I played for. 30 or 40 minutes, right? And guess what? As soon as I'm done working today, I'm so excited to go play more No Man's Sky. Whereas with uh, with Cyberpunk, the next-gen update dropped, right? And I installed it to pop the trophies or see if I could pop the trophies or whatever I did with it, right? And then turned it off and deleted it because I'm not going to play Cyberpunk again. And, like, I'm just not... I Granted, I platinum that game, so it's not like I'm sitting there being like, 
what would I put? Like, I did a lot in that game. I did a ton of stuff in that game. But like, I don't need to re-roll or do anything. Whereas in No Man's Sky, every time yeah. they do something cool, I jump in and I re-roll. The difference there, though, is it's just a next-gen update of what you've already done versus No sure. Man's Sky being an actual expansion, which is what we're talking about here of like the potential expansion. Sure. I'm talking about a lot of hypotheticals and a lot of things of like, if they do this, then this might happen. But I just think that it... The fact that Witcher 4 is obviously so far out, to me, says they're going to be on Cyberpunk for a, a while longer than we would expect, um, sure. especially with these numbers that Tom out. But they, if their projection was 40 million or 30 million, whatever it was, yeah, they're going to do whatever they can to get as close to that number as possible. Tim, you're talking hypotheticals. I'm talking mm-hmm. patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, like. You can go patreon.com slash kind of funny games, ladies and gentlemen, to support us. Kick us a few bucks, say you're doing a good job. You can get your name read as a producer. You can get your questions read as a commenter. You can get the post show we do each and every episode. But for right now, you can get the show ad free. But guess what, Jack? You're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Mm-hmm. So here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by me. Undies. I love MeUndies. You guys have heard me talk about MeUndies for years at this point. I'm always wearing the MeUndies shirt, the MeUndies lounge pants, the MeUndies undies, the MeUndies socks. I can go on and on and on. If MeUndies putting out a product, chances are Tim Gettys is wearing them. The MeUndies membership is literally designed to make your life easier with free shipping and returns on every order, savings on virtually everything they make, exclusive sales, and early access to their newest stuff. There's kind of no reason not to join. Get super soft undies, bralettes, or socks shipped directly to your door and live a more comfortable life knowing you always have what you need at your fingertips when you step out of the shower. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you. Any first-time purchasers, you can get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership, you can get 25% off your first membership item. To get 25% off your first membership item or 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. That's MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. Funny. Shout out to Maple Story for sponsoring this episode. After 17 years of rich MMO gameplay wrapped in a unique 2D side scroller, Maple Story is ready to proudly lean into its cute pixelated aesthetic. The aggressively cute campaign aims to showcase the unexpected juxtaposition of cuddly smiley characters with rich multi-layered MMO gameplay. The campaign focuses on telling a story of immense character customization, a vast array of weapons and mounts to choose from, a seemingly endless horizon of lands to explore and battle all while dealing huge amounts of damage to monsters of all shapes and sizes. I know a lot of people out there love Maple Stories. Hey, come check out this armed and adorable campaign. This is your world. With over 40 classes and thousands of cosmetic customization options, you can play how you want. And there's just so much good stuff. 18 years of content, no signs of slowing means you'll never get bored. You can go to maplestory.nexon.net. That's maplestory.nexon.net for more, or you can just click the link in the description. Bonjour, everybody. Let's go to number three on the Roper Report. 343 has shown off some new Halo Infinite maps. Kevin, I've given you a link here to look at the Catalyst and Breakers. Uh, Tim, you full screen this. Uh, I'm going to need your opinion on these, of course, as both a Halo uh, Infinite fan and then, of course, just a Halo aficionado. Real quick, I see Mike in the chat. Mike, get in the Discord, baby. Come on. Get in here. Let's talk about some Halo maps. Mike, drag your lazy ass into this Discord. All right? He's over there just ripping bong hits, watching games daily. Get in here. Hey, Mike. 420, Greg. It's 420, baby. (laughs) It's not. So we're clear. 
Mike, Tim, we, I turn it over we, to you. We're watching Catalyst and Breaker maps go through here. I need the uh, Xbox uh, opinion from the one and only host of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, Snowbike Mike, and Halo happening. I was trying to find another H word. I could Halo fan, Tim Gettys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Looks cool. This one, getting a lot of that the Covenant-looking areas. I like the, the, the grass that we're getting on top of it. Those are always kind of my more favorite maps. Gives me, I always like the outside ones, Mike. You know what I'm talking about? When it's not just the corridors over and over. Yes, Tim. Uh, so when we're looking at these, right, you have Catalyst is going to be the smaller arena map, and I believe Breaker is the big team battle map. So when we look at Catalyst, which is the 4v4 that's the one you get excited for, Tim, right? Because it gives you vibes of Halo 3 Guardian, mm-hmm. which is the one you're talking about, outdoor, kind of overgrown with the green, lush, you know, plant life going on. And the cool part about this is, it's like it's got the forerunner, kind of like tech in the building-wise. But most importantly, we need more arena maps. And that's what gets me excited. And I, I like the color way of this. We kind of saw the neon lights of street really step out of the uh, ordinary when you look at the 4v4 arena maps that they already have. So I think this fits in well with the like street motif of, oh, wow, there's the colors. That's that palette that I want. And then over on the other side, big team battle. I mean, look at this, dude. Breaker looks badass. Now I'm a big team battle kid, so I'm all about this. And I'm really excited because you got to cut like this volcanic magma in the middle and you and I are going to be whipping the warthog off these ramps, jumping over it. I love the different levels to it, right? The verticality we always talk about. Kind of giving me that vibe of, I forget the one where you're on two separate sides and you can take teleporters back and forth. But I do love boarding action. I love that just divide of like two sides shooting back and forth. But this does look very cool. This definitely gives you vibes of Halo Infinite campaign when you're at the banished mining areas. That's the vibe that I'm getting. But I mean, yeah, both these maps looking very, very cool. I think it's cool, uh, even that you bring it up boarding action, but having that that like flame thing like going going back and forth, yeah, kind of like some shit that caused like environmental damage to you, I think is pretty cool and not something that we frequently get in in Halo maps. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And I, yeah, the dynamic, right? The dynamic actions going on within the world. What can happen here? You've seen a couple of them before where you've pressed something, maybe it turns on a lift or it activates something. But I do like that seeing things move within the world and. It's going to be exciting to get big team battle. I mean, let's not focus on the modes or is this enough? We'll focus on the now, which is these two maps, which will breathe some fresh life into this game. And I am excited to jump in and see the new sight lines, right? Like we've seen HCS with the pros mm-hmm. coming and we have a brand new open or a HCS, like big grand open down in Kansas city at the end of the month. So like, will, you know, the pros have maybe played this a little bit and know what's going on. Uh, ahead of release so when we get into week one they already know what's happening but I, i'm so excited for the sight lines to see this real quick mike before you you bounce out here i i haven't really been keeping up with this is there an actual update on co-op and forge yes so forge is still season three so that is you know that nine month window we'll just say august right and then co-op has been talked about so it will not be day one on may 3rd which is the start of season two that will be pushed to sometime in season two's window right so that's co-op on couch co-op and online co-op have both been pushed so you will not get co-op campaign day one okay so still still a waiting game which is unfortunate right i know a lot of people are very excited about co-op but we're still playing a waiting game on this one they definitely talked about the ups and downs of 
building co-op within an open world setting that they've never done before within Halo and the challenges that they've hit, but you won't get that. I think the coolest part is you get couch co-op, which is kind of a thing of the past, right? We've talked about this before. It's, everything's moved online. You don't really see many big titles still doing couch co-op like this. So to see Halo do it, I'm kind of wowed by because I thought we'd just be online from this point forward. All right. That's your Halo rundown from your boy Stone Mike. Mike. Back to bong rips. See ya. <laughs> of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you want more Halo rundowns, you can listen to the Kind of Funny X-Cast each and every Saturday. Uh, the last one was all about the Halo Infinite Lone Wolf stuff, so you can go out there and check that out. And, of course, there'll be a brand new one this Saturday with a special guest, I think, but I don't want to say it because I fuck it up. Uh, number four on the Roper Report, though, the final Roper Report of the week. There's going to be a mini indie showcase, PAX East edition. Uh, this is a press release I'm reading from 6-1 Indie. 6-1 Indie is thrilled to announce that the mini indie showcase, PAX East edition, will be streaming via YouTube premiere on April 20th, 420, at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 p.m. Eastern time. Hosted by Mike Townsro and Kyle Stevenson, the direct style showcase will serve as an unofficial kickoff to the PAX East. Or why, don't, why am I reading PAX today like I'm a grandmother? Kickoff to PAX East 2022. The show will feature 18 upcoming indie games from our development and publishing partners across the world. The mini indie showcase, PAX East edition, will premiere live on YouTube as well as on 61indie.com slash showcase. Once the show is over, viewers can find the full list of games shown as well as links to social media pages, Steam pages, and more on 61indie.com slash showcase. Streamers and creators are encouraged to live react and co-stream the showcase. Tim, are we reacting? Yeah, dude. Let's do it, man. Fuck First yeah. off, shout out to the homies Mike and Kyle for making this happen. Very, very cool to see. Obviously, big, supportive, kind of funny best friends for many, many years. Um, and seeing them do this cool stuff is, is fantastic. Yeah, of course, they're uh, 6-1 Indie, a podcast I've been on before, a podcast you should listen to. Of course, what they do is profile indie devs and indie games. It's very helpful, of course, and very hard right now, as you know, uh, it's for an indie developer to get on most of uh, uh, <laughs> podcasts, video shows, just in the sea of games to get eyes on your games. So what 6-1 Indie is doing is fantastic day-to-day, -day, let alone the fact that they have blatantly ripped off the kind of funny game showcase uh to start uh the mini indie showcase but uh, we weren't gonna do one so go get them go do it we will support it 18 games all coming to you april 20th 2022 9 a.m pacific we will be live reacting to it youtube or i'm sorry twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and if we make good content youtube.com slash kind of funny games later but if we just fart around and mike comes in and man you ever take a cookie and put nutella on it you know what i mean fucking i do like yeah Gotta love it. I put it in my yogurt. I've talked about it before, though. Mm -hmm. Tim, mm -hmm. I can't wait to see what these 18 games are, but 420 is still so far away, and I got to mm -hmm. smoke them if I got them. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. But before Greg starts to do the jingle or anything, I do want to let everybody know that I messed up on the Gamescast post show saying that Reggie was going to be on next week's Gamescast. And he is not. He is not. We are recording an interview with Reggie that will go up at a later time. And I apologize for that. But please spread the word. Misinformation from this. I guy. talked about in the this comments of PSI Love You. I talked in the comments about PSI Love You. I, I confirmed it'll be May. It'll be May. We're it's timing okay. out for his book. So we're May. like we're we're gonna be embargoed for the week of his book. I forget what it is. Uh, anyways, uh, dude, did you do the name? Did you say the words? I forget. I did. Okay. Wow! 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 Yeah. Out. Sorry, Kevin. I'm I'm rusty. I haven't been on all week. You know. Out today, a sketchbook about her son on PlayStation 4 and Switch. Tim, 
would it surprise you that I didn't see this beforehand, read the title and said, that's a Greg Miller ass game and Googled it and looked at the trailer. And I'm like, this is a Greg Miller ass fucking game. Are you kidding So everyone me? knows son is spelled S U N. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a Greg Miller ass game. <laughs> you make choices, you make narrative choices in it. And then like, you're making a little, you're making like a comic. You're making a sketchbook over here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's based on red Robin, red ribbons, new album, planet X experience, a broken heart, a broken heart girl's journey through thoughts, daydreams, and music. <laughs> oh my God. I'm turning the PlayStation on right now. I guess. I'm going to expense it. Cause I talked about it. That's how uh, that works. Flower Shop Summer in Fairbrook is on Switch. Formula Retro Racing is on Switch. Kingdom Workshop is on PC. Lumber Hill is on Switch. Sally Face is on Xbox One. Taito Milestones is on Switch. And Jared Petty is excited. Tormented Souls is on Switch. Battle Kid Fortress of Peril is on Xbox One. Wild West Core is on Switch. Uh, Apple Arcade is getting Pro Snooker, Snooker and Pool 2021. Two plus and construction simulator plus today and then uh this got announced yesterday but i don't think it made the rundown of it uh volition is going to be doing a saints row ultimate ultimate customization showcase 420 april 20th at 12 p.m that's noon pacific it's hosted by the one the only mika burton uh, so if you want to see how you can customize your character in saints row they got that for you new dates for you hunter x is coming to steam april 29th and then Meteora closed beta is starting up on April 20th. Deals of the day for you. I didn't see, I didn't get a chance to listen to the whole episode, but I saw that it wasn't on the rundown yesterday. So I apologize if I'm repeating myself. But free play days for Xbox have announced for the week. You can be playing Control and Hunting Simulator 2 right now if you have Xbox Live Gold and Xbox or Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, Of course, you get that all the way through Sunday. So get in there and play some gosh darn games. You in the Lincoln Park, Greg? Crawling in my skin. Yeah, I'm in the Lincoln Park. Do I look like a cool fucking dude? Of course I'm in a Lincoln Park. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't know I like I a, a, a I don't straight know loser. You know, a straight yeah. loser? Like Avali from G4. You ever see that clip? Oh, yeah. I, I did. God, Avali, what are you doing? You don't recognize royalty when it steps on stage with you? <laughs> yeah, I know Lincoln Park. What is Lincoln Park up to? What's happened? Uh, well, just Meteora is the name of it game that you just read yeah oh sorry I wasn't, yeah, that's a good connection sorry I'm in game mode. when i'm in game I'm, mode i can't clip over you know exactly you're can't just such a cool it. dude i'm such a fucking <laughs> cool dude fucking known, man. also chat real quick throw up a one so you know i'll do a poll i'm sorry i'll do a poll rather than this because I, I was a poll all right so i'm doing the poll and i click the thing this is a twitch thing sorry if you're driving your ups truck i'm just giving you a do you know the band the United. It's going to be. Oh, I'm sorry. The presidents. The presidents. President. It's going to be too long of a question, of, Greggy. Okay, I'm doing the presidents of the U.S. Okay. U- a presidents of the United States of America. Do you know this band? Clear your mind. Just answer yes or no. Don't do the normal thing where you ask me a million things. All right. It's up right there. Look at it. Peaches. Everybody's talking about peaches. L- Wing fan nine one one says Gump, but he means Lump. He understood he's doing. <laughs> Gump. Yeah, that's the that's the parody song from um, what's Weird Al. Weird Al. King of the parodies. Man, look at it go though. Yes, yes, ran away with it, and now the nose are starting to overtake. I appreciate everybody being honest. Everybody, you're not a cool dude if you don't know the president of the United States of America. I hate to break it to you. All right, like blessing apparently. All right, everyone, join me as not a cool dude. Just such a definitive album that we all bought. Anyways, uh, <laughs> kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong is where we ask people watching live to go on twitch.tv slash games to tell us what we screwed up so we can set the record straight for youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, podcast listeners, roost the people. Uh, Nanobiologist says, 
Kojima moved out of his first office on March 31st. He hasn't announced where the new he has not announced where the new office will be though, nor if it's bigger. Uh, they are just staff, staffing up for an upcoming project, new upcoming project. Thank you, Nano, and I hope you're recovering nicely. Nano's back here. Regarding Sony not being impressed with Death Stranding, it came from an Xbox Era podcast. Quote, in the recent episode of the Xbox Era podcast, insider Shapeshell underscore Ed stated that Kojima Productions originally went to Sony with a pitch for their next game. Sony, however, was not satisfied with how Death Stranding did commercially and as such turned down the offer to work with Kojima again. It's just a rumor and hearsay currently. Good, good note. Uh, oh, 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 no, 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 I'm not ready. I, what, I, I, hold on. No, no, no. Bandersend writing in about D and D directs. All right, get out of here. I, again, you're not a cool dude. You don't listen to Lincoln Park. <laughs> <laughs> now, AJ, AJS Zenk says not a correction, but get good info for the new dad, Greg. Now. Stop right there, because I'll read what you said here. How do you think, why do you think I'm bringing up the President of the United States of America? You're about to tell me why, which I already know. The lead singer of the President of the United States of America does kids music now, Casper Baby Pants. It's great for parents, too. That is how this all came up in conversation. So don't worry about it. I'm, I'm, we, we listen to, we rock Casper Baby Pants around here, Tim. We're, Benjamin's a cooler dude than you, you know what I mean? Put on You're baby aura for Benjamin today, okay? All right, Matt, we'll do that for you. We'll do that. Thank uh, you. Uh, Mike Townsrow says, Greg, you've never been on the IndieCast. <laughs> Once our lawsuit is settled, I'll ch let's change that. Tim, the one more thing is for you. Oh, the one more thing at the conference is for you. I appreciate well, that. Sorry, Mike. It's just that you fucking hounded me for fucking years riding my coattails that I feel like I've already been on there because I hear you yakking and yakking and yakking and then Kyle Stevenson yakking and yakking and yakking and just stomping me down. You know what I mean? And that's what's happening right now. Imagine these are feet, all right? This is them stepping on me to get up here and do their showcase. They're coming out of the ground like Rita Repulsa comes out of that fucking egg I love so much. A great this is how gift. he shows love. This is how he shows his love and i just want everyone to know it's, it's not just when he's live on content we just did a production meeting before this and it was 30 minutes of just this and it was just great like you just didn't want to be in his line of fire because he would just go after you and then you just he would blank out we would blank out next thing you know he's saying all these words about captain underpants i don't know what the hell's going on but i appreciate you greg miller cheers 415 day. let's you go four and five day mike roll a tarantula right now uh let's talk about this is it this is friday as you fucking know <laughs> you're out let's talk about kind of funny games daily host next week uh Let's uh, get it going, and it's going to be here. And then, so, oh, on the 18th, I like this. Okay, I, I was like, this isn't what I saw earlier, but we talked about changing it, so it makes sense. Uh, Monday, you'll get Blessing and Janet Garcia. Uh, the Tuesday, you're going to get me and Gary Witta. Uh, April 20th, you'll get Blessing and Shannon Lau from the Washington Post. Uh, Thursday, you'll get me and Tim again. And then Friday, me and Tim again. Ladies and gentlemen, we're making up for lost time Sick. out here. Uh, Tim and I are going to do a post show on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, mm -hmm. where, of course, you can get the show ad free. You can write in to be part of it. You can be and you can. Blah, blah, blah. So you should go over there and get that for when that's up. Uh, if you want to hang out here, Mike's going to roll on in here and they're doing an epic Lego stream. That's a Lego Star Wars stream sponsored by Epic. Uh, they're going to be playing some of that, having a good time. That's on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Uh, if you miss it, you're driving your UPS truck right now, throwing packages at dogs. I understand. When you get home, you can go to youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. Watch it there. Worth pointing out as well, Tim. Mm -hmm. As you know and I know, the Kind of Funny community is over the moon 
for kind of funny wrestling kfw and we have mm-hmm. some big things happening for kfw if you haven't watched that yet which of course is where we have all the people made uh by kind of funny best friends uh we then have them wrestle ai controlled matches and me and mike commentate over it as if it's monday night raw uh th- we are made the decision to take the kfw uh midday mayhem episodes that we produce with the you know the intro and the outro and put them up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games as standalone products so sunday episode one will go up Monday episode two will go up, and of course Monday we will record a brand new episode twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Then Tuesday that will go up six a.m. and then that's how it'll work from there on out. Where on Mondays we will do KFW kind of funny wrestling midday mayhem and the pay per view April Anarchy right around the corner. We will do those as a stream on Monday. Then the stream will not go up on plays. Instead, the polished product that we're doing in the middle will go up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. However, the streams will remain on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you want to see the shenanigans on both sides. Make sense? Makes sense to me. I'm excited Fantastic. for it. Let's go do a post show. Let's go have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, play some weekends or play some games this weekend, like a sketchbook about her son. I'm going to forget about this. It almost rhymed. If I wouldn't, and you know what? I'll just stop talking. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. That was impressive. Thank you.